Passionate, driven, enthusiastic, euphoric. This is who we are as entrepreneurs. But how we leverage these incredible attributes to dream and build businesses that scale and grow is what this podcast is all about. Hello, I'm attorneypreneur Josh Brown, and welcome to Franchise Euphoria. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Franchise Euphoria. Super stoked today to have none other than the franchise king, Joel Labava, back for another quick episode. This is sort of an impromptu um, reach out on my part to Joel, who's become a a friend of mine who I totally respect in the franchise space. And uh, obviously, if you don't know of him, just just search through entrepreneur.com, any of the franchise articles, go online at thefranchiseking.com. But he is the man when it comes to franchise consulting. And I reached out to Joel because I keep getting this question over and over and over again, which is, if I've decided that I really want to hone in on a franchise search, you know, I've gone through the process of deciding, you know, do I want to start my own thing? Do I really want to take um, t- take um, go through the process with a franchise and take advantage of the franchise system. Once you've made that decision, okay, now what do I do next? And I get that question over and over and over again. And I thought Joel would be perfect to speak just to that one question today. So we're going to stay focused on that. How you doing, Joel? Good. Uh, hold on one second. This darn crown. Uh, all right. There it's heavy. Yeah. It's heavy when you're the king. Well, not only was it heavy, but it turned from a round crown into an oval-shaped crown because it was uh, in my suitcase recently, and it's. I'm trying to hold on. All right, there we go. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's try to uh, stay focused. That's something that I uh, I do very well. Usually on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, today uh, we we shall see. Anyway, so yeah, and I get this question all the time. Hey, Joel, you know we. Uh, you know, my wife and I have really decided that the franchise route is the way we want to go. We feel like we've learned, you know, enough about it to, to understand what the franchise model is. What do we do next? Well, there are a couple choices. The first choice, and I mean, I guess it's a choice, but pretty much everyone that has uh, access to the internet does it, is they go online, they choose their favorite search engine and search for franchise opportunities or best franchise opportunities or whatever it is and about 18 million search results come up and according to my calculations and i just did this yesterday it takes about 1800 years to uh to go through all of them so that (laughs) that's the first way and and it's an okay way to do it kind of especially if you're focused you may you may decide to use the the online method to find you know to find that perfect franchise if you can hone in on some sectors or some skills. In other words, uh, let's say that I'm really good at sales, so I look for franchises for people that are good at sales, and I should get some business-to-business type franchise opportunities come up. And from there, you know, you just kind of have to have to kind of weed through and, and see which one is a fit. So that is the first way, and that's kind of the do-it-yourself way. But everyone does start these days at the internet. I don't know that many people who who hop on their moped and ride down to the public library and start looking for franchise books. I think that they're really, really going online first. Um, The second way 
and, and you can do this in combination, uh, is to work with either a franchise broker or a franchise advisor, a franchise broker, franchise consultant, same thing, basically. Um, an advisor is a little different, but a broker or a consultant is someone who will uh, nine times out of 10 not charge you if you're looking for a franchise and their job is to match you to a franchise that they represent. And they may have 150 or 200 franchises in their portfolio and they try to find the proper fit. And and I know some really good franchise brokers out there. but, you know, like in any business, there are franchise brokers that are really good. There are franchise brokers that are average and there are franchise brokers who are just poor. So, you know, if you're going to work with a franchise broker consultant, do some vetting. And and it is a really good way to find a franchise. But just know this. Um, it's really, really hard to be unbiased if you have a $15,000 paycheck waiting on the other side of the transaction. And it's also really hard to not only present opportunities that you represent. So um, it, it, it gets a little dicey, but you know, when I was a franchise broker, uh, I, I was really careful and, and I never lost any sleep uh, with, with the matchmaking that I did. Well, let's break down. Let, let's stop yeah. right there. I want to break down yeah. those first two because I want yeah. to get what I really want to do. And I know we'll, I want to get crystal clear on telling people, here's what you should really do. Because, yeah. you know, what, what I think is a problem, and I think you provided a great distinction, um, especially on your first point in terms of the Internet search. I happen to believe that starting on the Internet is not a good idea unless – just like you said, you've whittled down and you know that the type of franchise you want to buy is in the senior care services area. Well, then maybe you can do a, a, a an online search. Um, but I think what a, a mistake that people make is, like you said, the first place they go is online. It returns 18 million results. It starts taking you down 2,700. 100 different rabbit holes and next thing you know you went online to search for one specific thing and now you're reading you know the swimsuit edition of sports illustrated i mean it's just you know so that so what happens is is people don't really know um what they want to get into they go online and it ends up taking them in multiple directions. What would you recommend? Because I I can tell you from my perspective, when I talk to people, I think it is so important that somebody get crystal clear once you've made the decision that you are going to go the franchise route and you you really want to find the right franchise for yourself. Now I think you have to turn inward. I mean, I don't want to get touchy-feely, but I think you really have to have an idea and, and you have to look at your own history, your own perspective, your work experiences, your life experiences, what you enjoy to do, you, to do what you don't enjoy to do. And that's a great way to narrow down your search because it's not always about finding the perfect fit for you it's about getting rid of all the not uh, of all of all the systems that are not going to be a good fit what do you say about that i i agree and and i talk about it in in, in my ebooks and my and my hardcover book but what i really also want people to do is figure out what they're really really good at and what they're not good at you know don't get a business to business franchise if you're an introvert who hates selling just because you like the product is not the reason to get a franchise. Just because you like the service is not the reason to get the franchise. Can you picture yourself doing the role 
of the franchisee. And do you know what that role is or are you just going to assume you know? So you really have to dig in. But yeah, you have to start with you. And and, and most people don't. But having said that, there is a way to to hone in a little quicker, and that is to choose any of the franchise uh, portals or directories out there, because it's kind of like going franchise shopping, even though I hate that word shopping. At least you could find out in, in categories what's out there. Because if, if you're not really good, or if you're not really very enthusiastic about doing an inner search, you may find some things that you say to yourself, I can see myself doing this, let's learn more and let's also look at other franchises in the same category so is it good to come to someone is it good to come to you when they've made either when they've made the decision that they want to go the franchise route or is it also good to come to you when they're still trying to weigh should i do my own thing should i buy a franchise i mean when's the perfect time in your world to to come to you in the, the perfect time right the perfect time to to pay for my services is when they have they they're, they're beyond the decision area of I want to become a franchise owner. They are at the you know what Joel I've been looking for for about a month now. I have a couple ideas. I've contacted the franchisors and I've asked some questions about but but I'm kind of stuck now. You know I've read your book or I've read your blog post and I think I know some of the questions to ask. But you know how do I know I'm looking at the right thing? That is the best time to use my services because I can point out things that, that my clients have not thought of. And, and I can also point them in different directions of opportunities, maybe not specific ones, but at least sectors that they haven't thought of. And then through a couple different phone calls, we can walk through the exact research steps and, and how to get through all the fears. And, and then the nice thing is because I'm not paid as a broker is the decision is 100% on them. I don't really follow up, you know, this is on them. Um, they call me when they want help. I'm not pushing because my wallet does not grow in size if they buy a franchise. But will you make phone? I mean, do you, I imagine you get people who want you to contact other franchisees or who want to rely on your expertise and say, hey, Joel, have you, you know, can you make a couple phone calls or look into this system? I mean, do you do that kind of work or do you just equip the people with the knowledge and then they go and, and execute on it? If it is once in a while, if it's a franchise or they're looking at that, I am not very familiar with, I might do a little digging around or if it's a franchise or that I know may have a bit of a reputation problem, I might have them dig into it a little bit. But, I, you know, I try to stay as unbiased as possible while at the same time making sure that my goal is reached and my goal is to protect people before they, you know, write a check for 50 grand and, and go to the bank for more. So so it, it's kind of a mix of, well, they don't know this, but I do, but I'm going to go have them dig a little bit to find out on their own. And and also, um, well, they, these guys are new. Let me look into it a little bit. Let me see if I think that the model at least makes sense. So I'll do that, but I won't call franchisees. I won't call franchisors. Um, that that's not what I do. I, 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 you know, I like what you said, you know, I equip people to make, you know, fact-based decisions. And then I turn them over to people like you who are franchise attorneys to, to go over the legal stuff and make sure they're protected. 
Well, and one of the things, and I've talked about this a bunch um, on my podcast, and I've even, you know, some of my friends here locally who have who are franchise traditional franchise consultants and brokers always get on my case because they're always like, "Man, you you always give us a bad name because okay. we're we're not independent." <clears throat> and I go because I'm always telling people they should really go and get the independent consulting through someone like yourself as opposed to just the free option. But of course, and I know you deal with this, a lot of people just default to what's uh, free. What yeah. What else, in addition to the fact that it, you're going to be more objective because you don't have a weighted stake in the game, you're not staring at the other end of a of a $40,000 uh, check coming your way if you steer right. somebody towards a franchise. I mean, what other things that you do, um, I guess, differentiate the independent consultant from the traditional consultant? Because I get that that's right in line with this question, because people want to know, okay, who should I go to? Where should I go? I teach people A to Z how to choose, research, and buy a franchise. And, and my methods are proven and uh, that people like me, you know, because I do so in a very non-threatening way. Because I'm not selling franchises, I change the game. So people can can work with me and say, after they're done, you know, after they're done with a one hour call, it's like, hey man, this guy not only knows what he's talking about, but he's not pushing me towards anything. You know, he, he's really allowing me wiggle room to make the decision on yes or no and to make the decision on a franchise. You know, I have a guy that I'm working with right now, and, and I'm not going to mention what state he lives in, but he was really angry at me because I pointed out some things about a franchisor that he didn't know and some of the, the, the hot buttons, some of the, some of the red flags that were coming up. And I said, you need to talk to this franchise development director because something is not right. And um, he was really pissed at me, but it's interesting. The next day, I got about a three-paragraph email commending me on having the courage to be honest with him and to tell him some things he didn't want to hear. And he moved on from that franchisor, and 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 I'm glad he did because it was just not a good situation. They were really trying to emotionally uh, uh, steer him towards doing something that he should never have done, and I'm glad he didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, people are people just need to get more serious about this decision. I mean, I don't know about what you think about this, but I just see so many people who are buying franchises and they're not really serious about it. I mean, they're serious in wanting to make money, but they're not serious in the way that they go and find the right franchise. And I had somebody I was on somebody's uh, show uh, just the other day and um they said, you know, gosh, you know, we're going to we're going to spend all this money on a franchise. Um, why why are we want to go to the extra expense to go to the professionals um, on top of it? Because it just adds more expense. <laughs> I flat out said, Joel, uh. I said, Joel, I, I said to this person, I said, with all due respect, I mean, that's just a stupid position. Right. I mean, you know, it's just you're talking about getting locking yourself in on average the average franchise agreement is 10 years and you know some are five some are 15 some are 20 but the point is you're locking yourself in to these arrangements for a significant period of time and if you're you know if you want to go start your own business and then shut it down that's all great and you can decide you know if it's not working right. out to move on right. you can't do that with a franchise and but i think one of the things that people get stuck on is they feel like it's just another hurdle they have to get over yeah. tell 
yeah, I mean, tell me the, the, the time frame when somebody comes to you, assuming they come to you at the time when they've already decided they want to get into a franchise. Now you're helping them through the process. I imagine it's different for different scenarios, you know, depending on if they're buying a single unit, if they're looking at multi-unit ownership, area development. I mean, there's lots of things in there, but roughly, what's a reasonable time frame that they're going to be working with you um, and, and be able to come through on the other side? say 30 to 45 days and and i put so much into my calls i mean i can tell people in an hour um a lot i don't i don't like stretch things out i don't necessarily want people to spend numerous hours of my time with me if they if they don't need it but 30 to 45 days um from beginning to end is how long it should take to 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 research and buy a franchise um, but, you know, I have people coming to me at different stages. Some people are like, you know, I've done the research. I've, I've gone to headquarters for Discovery Day. I just want to make sure I haven't missed anything. That's a one-hour phone call. You know, we're done in most cases. If it's someone that that is really, really deciding between two different franchises or something doesn't feel right, um, it might be a it might be two separate phone calls because the first phone call might be kind of the come to Papa one, the come to Jesus one, where it's like, eh, well, maybe Joel's right. Maybe I should look at something else. Then the next phone call is three weeks later when they found a couple of things and want to know if they're a fit and, you know, and how to how to work through and, and get the facts. But you are right. You know, what I find is people are serious about becoming franchise owners or, or at least about becoming their own bosses. But, you know, after two months of research and going back and forth and talking to franchisees and driving around and visiting headquarters, the last thing they want to do sometimes, if they're not astute business people, is spend $800 with an attorney, spend a couple hundred with me, spend 100 here, spend 100 here, go to an accountant because they think that they're just done and, and they just want to get on. But, but, you know, you're right. A 10-year agreement's a long time. Uh, don't. Uh, you know, don't be a cheapskate. You know, I mean, that's as blunt as it comes. Don't be a cheapskate. It's either pay me now or pay me later. <laughs> that's so true. And I, I know I, I we're probably coming off as intense in this discussion because I'm, that's so, okay. I'm so passionate about this. And I, I want yeah. I want the person listening right now who's, you know, driving or running or doing whatever they are listening to the podcast, who has thought to themselves, you know, I'm going to bypass these people and I'm going to be right. I'm going to outsmart the system. No, you're not. Nobody. I've never, ever met somebody who said, you know what? I really regret taking too much time looking at a franchise yeah. yet i yeah. meet people every single day who say gosh darn it i wish i knew about what That's you right. did what you did That's before right. i bought this or i really i did i did a due diligence i checked with this i checked with this but i didn't do that one thing and i really wish i would have done it so it's always people who have regrets about things that they didn't do and it's never somebody saying gee i spent a month too long looking for a franchise because the reality is if it's a good system and it's a good opportunity you should not be rushed into it and your franchisor will not want to rush you into it that's right not only that I've worked with people that call me a, a year later who stopped and, and, and who said, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to go again. It just wasn't the right time. That's fine. You don't have to do it right now. Here's something, here's something that I've heard before, and, and this is for, for people that will not use a franchise attorney because they think it's going to be too much money. There are so many horror stories of people that have come up to me and said, Joel, 
you know, I heard your seminar or I read a blog post about um, uh, only using a franchise attorney. You know, I bought this darn franchise. I'm into it six years. I'm losing my butt. I should not have used my Aunt Martha, the divorce attorney, to look at the franchise agreement. I don't know why, but she said that she would do it for free, and I trusted her. And I'm telling you, people will, people do it all the time. Why do I have to talk with a franchise attorney? The franchisor <laughs> told me that everything is in stone and there's no negotiation. Well, you're an idiot if you don't talk to a franchise attorney because the, the, the franchise agreement, the contract's 20 pages long, the FDD's a couple hundred pages. There's no way for you to understand it and not miss something. Well, you just hit on it so key. So people, people believe that the only reason they should go to an attorney is for them to change something. Yeah. And that's only that's not the case in franchising, because in many instances, you're not going to be able to change something. But quite, quite frequently, you can. But it just depends. But the point is, you go to an attorney because who's familiar with this area because they're going to be able to fully educate you on what's contained in the document. I can't tell you, um, there's been at least four instances within the last six months where I've talked to somebody and they say, yeah, I pretty much know what this whole thing says and I just want you to do a quick scan. And then we start yeah. go- then we start going over, okay, well, t- tell me what you think about the territory definition within the agreement. And they go, well, what do you mean? And I go, well, it, it specifically carves out this, which would allow the franchisor to do X, Y, and Z. And they're like, oh my God, I didn't even know about that it's that kind of thing that adds the true value just like with your experience joel i mean many people may not know this but you were a traditional franchise broker for many many years i don't even know how many years yeah about 10 years i was also a franchisee you know you were also a franchisee so your experience i mean that's where the real value comes in so listen i know we got this has been 20 minutes of pure fun uh from my perspective and um I'm really glad um, you agreed to come on for just a quick segment and really hit home, okay, when you've decided to buy a franchise, before you go right to the internet, contact Joel. I mean, you, you need to contact somebody who knows what they're doing, who can help steer you in the right direction and work through the process and the progression. There is no shortchanging this process. That's right, that's right. And, you know, you can use a franchise attorney and have them do the $125 scan, you know? Yes, I'll uh, I'll look through the agreement and I'll get back to you in 45 minutes. Or you can hire a franchise attorney and it might cost you a thousand bucks or more. And they're going to look at everything and say, by the way, on page 32, paragraph 18, um, do you know that after three years they can, I mean, so it's really important, folks, just do this right. I always tell people, slow and steady. It's not a race. Make sure everything is done correctly. Use legal representation, get an accountant, do a business plan, and trust your guts. Absolutely. Joel, you are the man. You are a good friend, and I love what you're doing, and uh, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm going to go wash and wax my chariot. (laughs) Good luck with that. And people can find you, by the way, uh, what, Joel at thefranchiseking.com? Yeah, that's my uh, that's my email, and obviously the franchisekeen.com is my main main uh, hub. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us today on the Franchise Euphoria podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to go to iTunes and provide a review. 
Also, please remember that although Josh Brown is a licensed and practicing attorney, nothing contained in this podcast should be construed as legal advice, because it is not. The information contained in this podcast is general and educational in nature, and none of it should be relied upon as legal advice. That being said, if you have questions for Josh and would like to contact him, please email him at josh at franchiseuphoria.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you tune in to our next weekly episode.